0: From the home studios in Seguin, beautiful Seguin. Welcome to Concafé. This is Concafé for Monday, the 12th day of April, year of our Lord, 2021. We're looking at Luke's Gospel account of Jesus' resurrection appearances found in chapter 24 of Luke, beginning with the second part of verse 36 going all the way to verse 48 in the New International Version of the Bible. So, dear friends, hear now the Word of God as we read from verse 36b. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. He told them, This is what is written, The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This, dear friends, is the wonderful word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, happy Monday, Concafe family. May this time of Easter serve to strengthen your faith, dear listener. And I pray that it strengthen in ways that will surprise you and surprise others and cause you to do some outrageous, wonderful things for others out of love for Jesus and the God who sent him. We continue to lift up those uh, battling COVID 19. We pray for healing, we pray for strength, and we pray for those who love those suffering from that dreaded disease, that God would give them comfort and peace, and that God would especially be for all who attend to their needs. We lift up doctors, specialists, nurses, nurse practitioners, hospital staff, the list is endless, but may God bless and protect them all. Friends, also pray for yourselves, pray for one another. Pray for the needs of this nation, for whatever needs you may be facing personally, whatever your community may be facing, and ask God to get you involved. Ask God to use you to be an answer to someone's prayer today. Well, dear friends, I cannot emphasize enough how powerful I am finding that television series I mentioned last week. It's a series on Jesus called The Chosen. As I mentioned in the written part of my devotional, it's filmed right here in Texas, and you can kind of tell that. It's interesting that Texas bears much resemblance to the Holy Land because, of course, Texas is holy. And having been to the Holy Land about three years ago, it is an amazing, wonderful place. And I encourage you, if you ever get the opportunity, the chance, go. Even if you don't like riding on an airplane for that long, it's worth it. It's worth it. Just a wonderful experience. Well, I discovered that if you have the Peacock TV app on your television, you can download the chosen app within Peacock and watch the series on that. Otherwise, you can watch it on your tablet. You can watch it on your smartphone. It is amazing. Now, I don't get any financial consideration from those who air the show by my uh, promoting it, but I do get a lot for me personally and spiritually from watching the drama of those around Jesus. And that's what I like about this thing. Jesus is the star. Of course, Jesus is always the star. Jesus is the king. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. But people like Nicodemus has taken on a new appreciation for me, but I've always held Nicodemus pretty high. I rated it very high in my book to begin with, but in some of the struggles, some of the discoveries that he's making as he begins to hear about Jesus, leads you to understand more or less fully why Nicodemus met with Jesus at night. He was a man of questions, So he was the teacher of teachers, as this show is saying. He was a noted member of the Sanhedrin. He was uh, revered wherever he went. And in this particular series, he's in the Capernaum. And he's teaching there. And uh, there is a woman possessed with a demon who has these fits of possession where she shrieks and screams and scares all the people around her and she's a woman that works in let's say the red district of that little town they kind of force him the roman authorities the soldiers as as it were want nicodemus to go and deliver this woman and and he tries he gets you know hyssop and uh all kinds of uh things that would bless him, incense, and he goes in there and he begins to try to drive the demon away, but as he's talking to this woman called Lilith, uh, a deep voice within her say, demons, and not singular one demon, and so uh, you have to watch it, it's incredible, uh, the things that happen to Lilith, and uh, you will see who she really is, what her real name is, and the important role she had throughout the ministry of our lord jesus christ wow and uh, nicodemus's wife is also pretty important in this drama and uh, <laughs> she uh plays the part of a of a you know a clergy person pretty well delhi and i have had some interesting discussions just based on the interaction between nicodemus and mrs nicodemus and he says some things though fictionalized for the sake of this series ring so true about how we should see and he's beginning to see the wonder and the more in quotes behind the law he has a very fancy uh, mirror he was you know well compensated or so is, is believed were the members of the Sanhedrin and teachers of the law and so he has a very nice mirror but in looking at the mirror he begins to say you know the law is like this mirror we're not understanding it all completely as we need And so he's beginning to wonder just what is it that we need to know about God that we're not finding it just through the law. Later on he discovers that it has been someone else that drove out the demons out of this Lilith woman. And so he begins to wonder who it is and he even goes to see John the Baptist and... I'm giving too much away. I hope I haven't spoiled anything, but I hope I have encouraged you to to download it and see it and watch it and be blessed by it. The series also shows the disciples uh, as they were, and we should know that this, but we tend to forget they were fully human. They argued, they fought, they carried on, and they had debt. They had a lot of debt, financial debt. And, And so they're fishing. And I'm talking about Simon and Andrew, the two brothers, uh, they, they were doing some things that were illegal, according to the series, just to pay off the debt to the government. And speaking of that, uh, you know that they moved the uh, filing date for uh, taxes uh, t- to June, I believe, from not this coming Wednesday. I believe it is the 15th. Uh, although if you're filing uh, an extension, uh, you need to do it this coming Wednesday. But anyway, they have a huge debt to Rome. And so that's why they were constantly fishing, even on Sabbath or during the Sabbath. And they get blown away by the way Jesus proves himself to be who he truly is. That miraculous catch of fish after an all-night fishing excursion, we know the story well in the scriptures, where Simon, you know, gets told by Jesus, try one more time, or use the other side of the boat as one version says. Simon is just like, Lord, we were out there, gosh, you know, But something in him says, well, we'll try it out. And, you know, the series shows fishing for what it really was. It was a profession. It was a business. And the importance of a good catch is stressed because of the impact that it would have on economic and personal reasons. You could imagine uh, a family that is in debt, the kind of discussions that a wife would have with the fisherman, Simon and his wife. And later on, the mother-in-law comes to live with him because she is sick And you know that story as well. So friends, when we get to that part where Jesus said he was hungry and he ate broil fish, man, you know, that's some significant event in and of itself. Okay. Well, we are in the Easter season and that part of the season which stresses that after Jesus arose from the dead, he appeared to many and his message stayed crystal clear. Proclaim the good news to all, that there is forgiveness of sins, that God's love beats all things. And the prelude of that message, especially as he would appear to people, he would say, peace be with you. In other words, don't be afraid. To see a man once dead, especially if you were a witness to his death, would scare many. I know I would be scared to death if I had been at someone's funeral or at their execution and the funeral. And then to have him appear to me, (coughs) I'm not going to lie, I'd be scared. And the, the idea that people back then, like now, Believe that there might be ghosts is shown when the disciples think that Jesus himself is a ghost. But unlike ghosts, Jesus knows their hearts and minds and asks them why they were troubled. They had been in the presence and the power of the living God. That's Jesus. And to have seen him rise from the dead should have made them stronger people. But human thoughts and human fears got the best of them. They always do. They get me sometimes. But Jesus also asked them to see and touch his body and bones. Yet they still could not believe what they were seeing. This is too good to be true, is what they were acting out. Then to further prove that he is not just a spirit being only, he asked for something to eat. Ghosts don't go around asking for food. I want to know who makes the clothing decision for ghosts. Is it the outfit you're buried in or the one you died in? And, uh, I don't know, (laughs) thank God I've not seen a ghost. I've had some unexplainable encounters with voices and that kind of thing uh, in places that were said to have been haunted. But we'll get into that in a further concafe. But here, Jesus is hungry and he asked for something to eat. And chances are, Jesus knew exactly what they had to eat. Fish. If you're a fisherman, you eat fish, usually. Or as often as you catch it. So, grilled tilapia. We can make it grilled catfish for my true southern brothers and sisters, but sorry, fried catfish was not on the menu yet. Jesus sits at their table and eats the fish. And when he finished, he continues with his attempts to explain himself and his ministry to them. He said, Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. In other words, friends, if you know those parts of your scriptures, you know exactly what those were saying about me and what I would do. He opened their minds so they could fully understand the scriptures. Have you ever asked God to open your mind before you read his word? Or do you just read the Bible cold and it, it, it helps. You can say, Lord, before I read, just open my mind. Help me see and understand things that perhaps I didn't see or understand before. And guess what? God will do it. Then Jesus shared where in the scriptures it said that the Messiah, and I'm quoting now, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And he states to them, as a reminder, you are witnesses of these things. Not just a reminder, kind of part of the commissioning of what they are were called to do to give witness to who he was witnesses friends they had seen and felt heard things that could not be fully explained they were at the miracles that they would never fully understand raising people from the dead curing the lame the blind and in the series the first miracle is shown in a way that truly blessed me Jesus and his disciples go to this wedding along with Jesus's mother Mary uh, and this series shows the behind the scene pressures you know how <laughs> how pressurized our uh weddings you know you you uh, when you go just as a guest, oh how beautiful, how lovely, what a nice reception what nice you know decorations and great little uh mints and peanuts and uh, cake uh, or if it's a full-blown meal what a wonderful meal and thank god i didn't have to do anything in preparing or paying for it right but this one shows you know there's some pressure on the groom's parents and getting all the final details work out and hiring the right wine steward because wine was very much a, a part of that celebration and, and in this case the The right wine stewards, or the ones who were hired, uh, were shown to be a young couple just starting to build their wine business. And they were told that, well, about 40 guests will show up. But soon they realized that the truer number was double that. And of course, they had to show the in laws to be kind of arrogant people who are not yet convinced their daughter has married the right guy. Then the wine runs out. You can feel the pressure on the host family, who in turn pressure the wine stewards, and the waiters were running here and there. And then add the arrogant in laws who are also wanting more wine. Then you see the flustered Jesus when his mom comes and tells him he must do something. And that miracle happened in a way that no one knew how. Jesus asked them to clear the room. Even his disciples, they all left. And then you see, if you watch the show, how the miracle occurred. The only thing the disciples and the wedding guests and the parents and the in-laws and the waiters and the wine steward understood was the end result. A wine unlike any wine they had ever tasted. And friends, this is much in the same way God has taken your life and my life and done with us things that have blessed and astounded others when they did not expect much from us to begin with. And whatever that has been in your life, you are a witness. You have seen, you have heard, you have experienced what God only can explain. But you can say, look to God and trust what God can do. And you know what? In so doing, You will bring a blessing to many. Let's pray. Loving Father, increase our faith, grant us boldness, and use us as wonderful witnesses of what you can do and will do in the lives of those who ask. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. So, dear friend, thank you for tuning in. I pray this has brought a blessing to you. I pray the blessing of hope is ever present in your heart, and may it be contagious that you just share it with others. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Tell someone about what God has done in you. Receive my blessings of love and joy. I'm Pastor Ali Van May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.